everybody. Welcome back to East Coast Haunts. That had a little bit of a southern twang to it. Sorry, what can I say? I've been in the southern states. Have you? I think technically, like Maryland and Virginia, they're <laughs> south of the... <laughs> I was so Dixon confused. Line. I was so confused. Yeah, are I they? guess they are. Yeah. Ta- um, I think it depends who you ask. Because if yeah. you ask... Someone from Maine or Vermont, they'll probably exactly. say Maryland is in the south. But if you ask someone from Georgia, the no way say. hell is Washington, D.C. going to be in the south. Yes. So, So, yes, know. that's why you have the twang. Also, she's MKM, Sam. I cut you off before you <laughs> got to say that. <laughs> so, okay. in case you're new here. Hopefully, you know who we are already. If not, welcome to the podcast. We love to have you here. Yes, glad to have you. Take a seat. Sit down. Because I'm going to tell you all about a first first-hand experience that I had this past weekend. Because you were in Washington, D.C. celebrating Easter with your family. I sure was. And I'll tell you, we had a hell of a time. It was a grand time. That's all I have to say about that. All I know is that you... Your bikes broke. Down. You had this sort of <laughs> sketchy bike tour. Okay, yes. Not sketchy. Not no, sketchy. To kick off this this episode with a little bit of lightheartedness, um, I'll tell you all a little story about my my Saturday of the Easter weekend. All right. So we woke Holy up. Saturday. It started. Yes, it started off so fun. Like we went. We got brunch with one of my old 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 friends, Aww. Katie, and she lives in D.C. So it was like awesome to meet up with her because I haven't seen her in a very long time and then my mom had booked all five of us so it was me my mom my dad and my two younger sisters um a bike tour so basically what what was going to happen was we were going to bike to Mount Vernon which is if you don't know George Washington's estate correct and we were going to bike back Mm -hmm. back into Alexandria and like tour because they have like little shops and stuff whatever and we were thinking it was going to be, like, a seven-mile bike ride there, a seven-mile bike ride back. Okay, which is, you know, yeah. still hard, but fair. It's, it's a long bike ride, but it's not but doable. too bad. Yeah, yeah, it's doable. Especially because I, I tend to think of my family as, like, pretty active. Oh, you guys are super so active. Yeah. I feel like we're okay. A piece of cake um, for you. So we got, no, but not by any stretch, but we got to the place, and we thought it was going to be, like, a leisurely bike ride. Like, none of us were really, like, dressed for, like, a super, like, Tour intensive de workout. Yeah. We got there, and the guy told us that it was 10 miles there, 10 miles back, which is now a 20-mile bike ride. Okay, so that's adding a good six miles. A good six miles, right? By my quick That's math. fine. Right? Okay, we can do that. Fine. Okay. So we get on our bikes, and we start riding, and it doesn't take us long to figure out that this course is entirely uphill like it is literally that's insane to me uphill the entire time and then you'd get like a quick downhill and then it was like another steep uphill i like how they did not advertise that no they didn't and like if you were like even like slightly out of shape good luck i'll be honest i don't think i could have done i really don't think i could have i done had that. to stop and walk my, walk my bike like a few times it would just put me in such a bad mood like unexpected my, my one sister who is a now a collegiate athlete yeah and my other sister who has like meddled in several cross-country races and is a very accomplished yes. runner my mom who's a marathon runner yes we all had to stop and walk, walk our bikes that's yeah see and so, i bet they didn't put that in the flyer for no the- <laughs> it was crazy they're like scenic bike tour like fun for all ages <laughs> that's even the half of it okay <laughs> so we're on the course 
my dad's bike breaks down classic also the didn't his um segway also break down when we went on that segway tour years ago probably <laughs> he doesn't have much luck with these kind of things and then my other i think it was my mom's bike actually her seat you were unable to adjust it so she literally had like the posture of like a cooked shrimp oh you know what i'm saying like, that curvature yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly so i've never heard that the posture of a cook shrink that's it really was, funny thank you I, I thought it was kind of like a good analogy but um <laughs> did you, you make know. that analogy up yeah that's hilarious thank you i'm gonna start using that that's i always say like when i sit at my desk at work the I feel like I'm like a cook. A cook that's I'm gonna start using that. Good. That's so funny. Okay, I'm good. I'm glad. Um, but anyway, so so my dad's brakes stop working. My mom can't adjust her seat, and we get to Mount Vernon, and we're literally exhausted. Like, yes. Like out of it we're like all we want to go do is like go home and nap yeah but we like force our way to like go through mount vernon like thank god my dad bought me a beer and i was like to get you happy as a clam (laughs) i literally was like thank god happy as a cooked shrimp happy as a cooked (laughs) shrimp yes um but hopefully maybe we'll do an episode on mount vernon because i did take a lot of really cool pictures and it is in fact i was gonna say i'm sure it's haunted it is i just might have to you know how I feel about George Washington. So. I know. So you're going to have to do some, like, deep breathing. Yeah. Uh, I can I can do the research if you okay. want. Okay. Thank you, Queen. I appreciate that. Of course. But we're not here to talk about Mount Vernon today. No. No. A different talking, D.C. haunt. A different D.C. haunt. And one where I stayed not one, not two, but three whole nights. Oh, it was three whole nights? Yeah. Ooh. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then I came home Monday. Spooky, spooky. I know. So what was this hotel called? It's called the Mayflower Hotel, and it's located in the DuPont Circle section of Washington, D.C. All right. And it's called, like, the Mayflower Hotel Autograph Collection. What? So the aut- <laughs> I know. Why? So the Autograph Collection is, like, a collect. It's a collection of hotels. Okay. Um, it's almost 200 hotels all over the world. Okay. They have them in, like, Belgium. They have them all over the United States, Mexico, and they're mostly historical landmarks that have now been renovated for the 21st century. Oh, okay. So, been renovated into hotels. Yeah. Cool. So, pretty cool. Or, like, historical hotels that have now had, you know, whatever. Yeah. Refurbished, whatever. Air, air conditioning. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. very cool. Uh, so, this particular hotel was built in 1925, and it was the site of several historic events. Okay. So, instead of, like, taking you through, like, the architecture of the hotel... I'm going to take you through the historic events that happened there. That sounds just way more fun. Just because I think it's, like, That's way really more fun. cool. And I'm going to give you, like, some... A little bit of, like, a history quiz at some points. Oh, jeez. Okay. Did you ever take APUS history? I think I've asked you this Yes, before. I did. And okay. I know you did, too. Yes, I did. Those DBQs. We'll see. Old. We'll see how we'll much see of how it sticks it however many years later. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, eight, seven, six do years you, later. Let me ask you a question. How well do you know your presidents? I only know the interesting ones. Okay. All right. We're not looking too hot. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Off to an abysmal start. All right. So in 1927, Charles Lindbergh, who if you don't know, was a very famous pilot, uh, was awarded the Hubbard Medal for Exploration and Discovery by the National Geographic Society. And a breakfast for just a thousand people was was held at the hotel in honor of him. And the medal was presented by the current president, which in 1927, do you know who that would have been? Hoover. Uh, close, no. Uh, Truman. 
No, you're going the opposite way. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Calvin Garfield. Coolidge. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, you just skipped right around. <laughs> I also don't know Calvin my hotel. Coolidge. Okay. Er, my hotels. <laughs> my hotels. I also I don't know, know my presidents too much. All right. So March 3rd, 1932. Another famous president. March. Stayed here. Okay. Do you have any idea who it is? I'll give you a hint and say he was the only one that ever had more than two terms. I believe more than two terms. Yeah, that I think the two oh, term man. limitation was. Did I say Truman already? Have I guessed Truman already? Yeah, you guessed him for the last. One. <laughs> I only <laughs> know a handful. Truman. Could it be? Oh, uh, was it Roosevelt or something? Yes, very yes, good. Yes, Teddy. Good. Uh, no, FDR. Dang it, FDR. <laughs> I shouldn't have specified. <laughs> you should have just said Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Okay. So FDR and. Eleanor stay in room 776 Ooh. before the inaugural address that was given during the depression. And now Roosevelt knows that he needs to raise morale because people are getting depressed. Yes. Because of the depression. Because of the depression. And it's in this room that he pens his most famous line and one that you'll definitely recognize. Okay. It's the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Right. Which I'm sure yes. you've heard before. It's very famous. And that was penned in room 776 in the Mayflower Hotel. That's really cool. Which is really That's probably cool. one of the harder ones to uh, rooms to rent out, I would yeah, think. I yeah, I would think so. Uh, in 1941, we're not done with the Roosevelt. Eleanor Roosevelt this time takes on the huge undertaking of selling savings and bonds for the world war effort. Wow. So I don't really know what that means, but like sounds like 1941. Very what war? World War II. Very good. Phew. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank um, you. She also sold defense stamps, and the Mayflower Hotel was one of six thousand hotels to sell stamps, and they hosted the retailers that were also selling the stamps. Okay. Kind of just a cool fact. Yeah. Um, in 1943, a draft of the GI Bill was written on Mayflower Hotel letterhead. Wow. By Harry Comery, who was a World War One vet. Okay. And the GI Bill, for those of you who don't know, because I, I don't know what I it really is. Didn't yeah. either, um, it helps veterans pay for education and housing after. Oh, that's awesome. Very cool. Um, I tried to find further detail on this next fact just because I think it's really funny. Oh, God. Um, but I could not find what I was looking for. Okay. So, in 1945, Winston Churchill, who is the Prime Minister, yes. attends dinner, and he tells an off-color joke at the okay. dinner table. Okay? Off-color means, like, inappropriate, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, he, he, like, says it to his neighbor. Offensive. Not thinking, like, yeah. Not thinking much of it. it. He was attending dinner in something that they called the Chinese room. Okay. But the acoustics in this room are designed for a dinner party. Okay. So that you don't have to, like, shout. Okay, so if you whisper something, it's going to carry. It's going to carry. So it carried all the way up to <gasps> FDR, who was offended by it, and then also several like esteemed female guests oh. as well, which I would have to assume that this was like a racy joke, yeah. because they apparently were Winston, you dog. I know. I, I want to know like, what it was. Yeah, I, I really want to know what it was. Joke. I really wanted to find it. And this was in the Mayflower. This was in the Mayflower that, Hotel. Wow. So all the all the high rollers and big wigs of the early 1900s have stayed here. We're like not even done. Okay. This wow. next fact is my favorite because I think it's just like really cool, and okay. I wish I had known this at the time that I was staying. There okay. Because I would have went looking for like a little like 
historical monument to it or something because okay. i'm sure there is one an easter egg of sorts exactly so in 1947 there was a hotel restoration effort that began and during construction it revealed a secret room with gold silver cloisonne serving dishes which is a kind of like enamel decoration okay urns and candelabra that turned out to be worth like several thousands of dollars oh isn't that really cool and it was in they were in a secret room in the mayflower hotel oh that's really cool isn't that awesome almost cooler is the fact that there was a secret room though, i know right like yeah like i i wonder when it got like boarded up I, probably you know? then right Interesting. when they were like redoing it that kind of sucks i know but that would have been awesome mean? oh what do you it mean sucks it sucks that it sucks that they boarded up the room Oh, no, I meant, like, when it had previously been boarded up. Oh, I was like, why are you being so, like, I was like, why are you so, like, I, I knew there was some sort of miscommunication. <laughs> I was like, oh, that kind of sucks, and Mary looked so bad. She's like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> okay, okay. You meant, like, oh, it sucks that they, like, found the room. I was like, Because now it's not secret anymore. About? It's not hidden anymore. All the Sorry urns. for the aggression that just came out. It all makes sense now. All right. We're friends again. uh, In 1957, the King of Morocco joined the Eisenhowers for a dinner. Okay. Wow. That's all I have on that. Um, 1972, (laughs) J. Edgar Hoover. Do you (gasps) know who that was? You know who this is. Yes. He was, I mean, Hoover Dam. Probably. Okay. And also Hoover was the guy from Annie. (laughs) Okay. Sure. Yeah. Like the, the. This is not Henry Hoover. Oh. J. Edgar, J. Edgar Hoover. J. Edgar Hoover. You have like I mean, I know the a name. very loose connection to this. J. Edgar Hoover. You're gonna know what I'm saying. He was the director of the FBI. Oh, he was. Yes. Okay. I don't think I ever would have guessed that, but now that you say it, I'm like, yeah, okay, right? yeah. Um, he dined at the Carvery Restaurant, which was in the hotel, which no longer exists, but there is. Like a bar and restaurant area that I had one too many drinks. At. A couple of drinks. She Just, came off of Lent hard. I did. <laughs> I did come off of Lent hard. <laughs> um, so he used to dine at the Carvery Restaurant every working day for twenty years. That's such like an. That's such like a man thing and to do. And he used to order the exact same thing every time. What was it? What was it? I don't know. Probably like a, a salad and like a roast beef or something. I was thinking like a French onion soup. That would be delicious. I, I could do French onion soup every, every day. day for the rest for 20 years. Yeah, I would think so. Definitely. Wow. Okay, he's cool. And then around the same time, Harry Truman frequented that restaurant. Jeez, I, I guess I guess I'm I'm like, why are there so many political figures? But obviously it's DC. Yes. So it and it's makes sense. literally like four or five blocks from the White House. Okay. So. Wow. It's really close. Yes. He frequented the same restaurant and he gave the hotel the tagline, Washington's second best address. Oh, that's cute. I like Do that. Do you know what the first best address is? I'm assuming it's supposed to be like the White House, right? Yeah, but what's the address of the White House? One White House Avenue. Yes, you got no, it. It's no, it's not. <laughs> I got a little it's excited for a second. 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. What? Is that like common knowledge? Like, should yeah, I have known that? Uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Pennsylvania Avenue? Yeah. Well, um, I guess we know what the favorite state is. Well, listen to this, though. Harry Truman lived at the Mayflower Hotel for the first 90 days of his presidency. Why? 
I just felt like it. I, guess. Okay. <laughs> I actually have no idea. It would be kind of fun to live in a hotel. He had his little Zach and Cody moment. No, I think it would be so nice to live in a hotel. Yeah, because you don't have to clean your room. You don't have to clean your room. You come home, there's a fresh towel waiting for you every day. That actually sounds really nice. You have to change your sheets, which is my least favorite like house. Yeah, actually, chore. that would be really nice. No wonder Harry Truman. If I was president, I would do that. Do you What's think, stopping like, me? This might be, like, a really stupid question. Go on. Do you think, like, presidents have, like, butlers and stuff in the White House that do, like, their laundry and stuff for them? I think yes. Okay. Right? I, I mean, I would yes. think they would have staff. Because it's such yes, a big... Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, yes, I bet... I know they have a chef, a cook, like, the White House chef. That I makes know they sense. have that. Yeah. So why wouldn't they have, like maids and people maintaining the house and everything what if you like what if i was like president right yeah which is a scary thought i'd be like, like wow <laughs> how did that happen yeah i would be like I that like, too because <laughs> i have no interest in politics <laughs> um and you're 22 yeah exactly <laughs> yeah that's true too um and a woman <laughs> yes yeah true just kidding um it could happen uh and i was like you know what like for dinner tonight i really just like want to microwave myself some like lean cuisine like what do you like do you First think of all. i could <laughs> no i know i knew it i knew it i knew you're gonna say yes, that yes yes no like it reminds me of, like the little cartoon penguin on lean cuisine exactly well no that was kid cuisine oh which is actually okay. what i meant to say okay so maybe get it right next time okay That's sorry all. <laughs> so my apologies <laughs> okay i think that yeah, because you're the president, so you have ultimate power. Valid. So, it, I mean, you could send them to Guantanamo Bay if they said no. Okay. So, yeah, you can <laughs> warm up that kid's cuisine, of course. If I just, like, went into the White House kitchen, I was like, get out of here. I'm just talking to me. Let me cook. Let her cook. Yes, that is the answer. Though, what was your favorite lean cuisine entree? I, I didn't get lean cuisine. I Not did... the fucking. Sorry. Oh! <laughs> kids cuisine. I know. I never had kids cuisine. I would have. I did Lunchables. No. Yeah. But we had kids cuisine at grandma's house. Okay. Let me see. It. I liked the like cosmic like. Cosmic pudding. brownie. No. It was like, cosmic pudding. pudding. And then that one came with. Yeah. It's this one right here. It came with like corn for whatever reason. Okay. And. I that actually does look. That looks pretty and, like, good. The like. Brownie. I don't remember the um, penguin looking like that though. I feel like he's gotten a refurbishment. Yeah, he definitely has. This is <laughs> Look, what I yeah, 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 those ones. Like. Yeah. Ooh. The little I forget that people listening can't see what we're looking. I know. At, yeah, but... but basically, I don't remember. But the those little um, spaghetti and meatballs remind me of Chef Boyardee. Oh, that. Which we would have at grandma's. The grandpa's. raviolis. Yes, we're so good. I also really like the spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah. Yeah. So if I was president, I would mandate that every child, every newborn until age 15 has to eat a ravioli. Okay, I'm done. The joke is dead. Continues. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So in 1983, it was added to the National Register of Historic Places. As it should be. Yay. 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 Now for the real tea. <gasps> 1999, 
Monica Lewinsky interviewed after Clinton's impeachment at the Mayflower in the presidential suite. Slay girl! Go girl! Get that bag. Okay. That's so, really cool, actually. I know, isn't it really yeah. cool? If and, you want to stay in the like one of the presidential suites, I don't know about the one that she was interviewed at, but it's going to run you about 175 to like $400 a night. 175 isn't bad, though. I know. Like, but I don't think that's the one that she stayed in. Okay. I really, I would totally want to stay in the one that she stayed in. Yeah, Not that too. I like really like know that much of the story, but it would just be cool. It just, it's part of history. Yeah. You know? Um, a fun part of history. <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with, <laughs> with that, that woman. woman. <laughs> that was like not the right accent, but just pretend. It was, and then the other one was, what is it? Um, the one that Richard Nixon said, What's I'm not say? a crook. What, isn't that what it is? <laughs> That's, those two always remind Watergate. me of each other. Um, okay, let's get into the hauntings. Okay, yes. Because so, obviously this place has hosted many yeah. political figures, many famous figures. Yeah. Um, what's super unique about this place is that it's only haunted one day a year. How? It's a residual haunting. I okay, guess. and what day? January 20th. Do you have any idea, like, what that is? It's the day before my sister's birthday. Okay. Slay. But I don't think that's the reason why it's haunted. It might be. Um, <laughs> January 20th. No, I don't know what that is. It doesn't ring a bell. It's the day of the inaugural ball. Ooh. So, and it, it, is the inaugural ball always on January 20th? Mm-hmm. Okay. So back when Calvin Coolidge was elected. Okay. The Mayflower Hotel was set to host the inaugural ball for Silent Cal. That was his name. <laughs> That's weird. Um, back Silent in Cal. those days, the inaugural ball was hosted in March, which is kind of weird. So yeah. like, the timing of this haunting doesn't really line up. But <laughs> I just don't think about it too don't hard. Think, <laughs> yeah, I tried to like figure it out. Um, but it's it better. It it's better to just accept it. It's we're gonna just say that the the haunting shifted okay. back in time because they got the ghosts got confused and they were like, oh my god, it's inaugural ball time. They're like, we're so silly. We're we're late. That's for a say. very important date. Exactly. exactly. So one week prior to Silent Cal's inaugural ball, his son dies of infection, <gasps> which is very That's sad. so sad. Mm. So they went on, they hosted this ball, but obviously Aww. Mr. and Mrs. Coolidge did not attend. Okay. So once the inauguration, like I said, was moved from March to January, every year there's been paranormal activity on this one night. Okay. So it starts at 10 p.m. and it works like clockwork. Because the staff will be able to tell you, like, exactly what will happen, when it's going to happen, and, like, you So, know. does the haunting start at 10, or the ball starts at 10? The haunting starts at 10, which oh, is wow. when the ball would have started. Okay. <gasps> Isn't that kind of crazy? Yes. So, at 10 p.m., which, again, is when the ball would have started, the lights in the ballroom begin to flicker. Okay. <gasps> crazy. And... The staff says that this is the only time that there's, like, ever an electrical issue in this And so this is every four years or every eight years, right? They This happens every year, but oh, every four okay. years is an inaugural ball. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. Yes. Um, then the elevator car in one of the elevators, which are admittedly a little bit rickety, yes. um, <laughs> gets stuck on the eighth floor, which is where Coolidge was supposed to have stayed. Oh, at 10.15, the elevator arrives in the lobby where Coolidge would have made his grand entrance <gasps> and at exactly the time that he would have. Wait, this is cool. I know. Isn't it cool? In the mezzanine above the ballroom, staff will find, this is so weird, 
appetizers and drinks that would have been served back in the 20s when this was happening but are not being currently served at the hotel or like anywhere near probably some of those like we i mean i know this is more 50s but like those weird jello like appetizers aspics (laughs) yeah whatever ew those gross me out wait this is weird i know also we i might have missed something but calvin and his wife did not go to the inaugural ball no so why I wonder why it stops on the eighth floor where he was staying. It was where he was supposed to stay. Okay. 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 So this is like, I think oh, this is so a lot weird. of paranormal experts, like this kind of jumping the gun, debate whether it's like Calvin or his son haunting it. And a lot of people yeah. think it's Calvin haunting it because he never got to attend his inaugural yeah. ball. So now he's just kind of like every year on January 20th. He's like, let me, let me, let me like live it, like bask in the glory a little bit, which is really sad. This is a really cool haunting though. I know. Isn't it awesome? Yes. And then just another little fun fact to end us off. January 20th is the most expensive night to stay in a hotel in DC because of the inaugural ball. In all of DC? Yep. Wow. Isn't that pretty cool? I thought it was going to be the most expensive because people want to experience the haunting. Well, both. That would be so... Wow. Okay. So they do say that if you want to experience this haunt, you should try to get a room on the eighth floor. Okay. Which is where uh, a lot of the, like... There was a lot of scandal that I didn't get into with this hotel. Um, Well, I'm sure, with all the political figures. I didn't want to have to go into, like, the background of it all. Okay. Not that I didn't want to have to go into it, but, like... It would have been... It just would have made the episode so too long. Yeah. Um, a rabbit hole exactly so but there was someone a big political figure um who was caught uh having like sex workers meet him oh elliot spitzer oh uh was caught with like a sex worker and then it kind of like opened up a can of worms okay there was a, a like a prostitution ring okay and then another um political figure that i can't remember his name was also caught doing drugs like cocaine in the hotel and i don't know what time period it was but it was he was arrested for wow okay possession of cocaine i either like because of the footage from the hotel or okay something i don't know but so there's some scandal wrapped up there's some there's definitely some scandal so they say that like the eighth floor is particularly active on uh january 20th that's so interesting i mean well obviously it's good the haunting will happen no matter what this coming january 20th but is are we up for like will there be a new president in january 2024 yeah okay wow i can't believe well yeah yeah. there'll be a new term i guess yes wow that's crazy so there probably will be a ball no matter what yeah okay cool wow Joe and Jill. We should go. But like the inaugural ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joe or whoever is the next president, invite us to the inaugural ball. I should message Jill Biden because, well, first <gasps> of all. We're right in Delaware. Exactly. On her old stomping grounds. And Jill did go to Villanova and so did I. Oh my gosh. Be like, listen, help an alumna out. And, you know, get us always talking about that Villanova alumni connection. I need to see it now. I need to see it Drop now, the Jill. To the alumni, the alumni ball. The, the alumni ball. ball. <laughs> we'll get such cute dresses. 
No, literally, you guys won't even know what hit you. That would be. But also, people would be like, "Who are these two random girls?" I'm like, "Why did they?" Sure, there are plenty of random people. Is the inaugural? Honestly, you're right. Is the inaugural ball the place where? Um, those comedians do those, like, uh, do, like, you know what I'm talking about? No. Like, sometimes they have comedians talk at, like, these dinners, and they're, they, like, roast the different, um, politicians. It's really uh, funny. Like, I remember Cecily Strong did one that was really funny. I don't think so, I think it's probably something else. Let's look it up. Um, inaugural balls are large social gatherings, um, both black tie and white tie. What's white tie? I think it's like less formal. Okay, than I have never heard of that. Let me see. Uh, nope, it is not. It is the most formal. Oh, it's the most formal. I've never even heard of white tie. No, me either. Remember when you and I hosted a holiday party and we told our boyfriends that it was black tie and we had everyone else show up in their pajamas? Yes, I did. <laughs> Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> That's I will never be able to hear the term black tie. And I remember it all too well. I know I will always remember. Ugh, think if it was that. Also, wait, this is no. Tell me. Go ahead, tell me. Well, this is not a pop culture podcast, but I was going to ask you since I haven't had a chance to ask you yet if you've heard about a Taylor Swift and Joe Baldwin breaking up, and. Millie Bobby Brown is engaged? Yes. Okay, which That's I... crazy. To um, Bon Jovi's son. Fucking what? D- yeah. Isn't that- Bon Jovi's son? Yes. You're kidding. You're okay, now good. Kidding. Now I feel... Because I felt like I was such a... Like a boomer. Because I... I was like, oh my god. Like, I didn't really even know they were dating. And they are. And they're... Yeah, it's Bon Jovi's son. Isn't that crazy? My, you have literally just blown my mind. Because I... Now that you're saying it... You saw I, like, that his last name was Jovi or something? Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> that's like Jovi. cool last name. Yeah. Like Millie Bobby Jovi. Millie Bobby Jovi. That's actually like kind of a cute name. Millie Bobby Brown Jovi. <laughs> like, it's going to sound like Bon Jovi. Imagine Bon Jovi being your father-in-law, question mark. I feel like I'd be he like, would either be like the coolest father-in-law ever or he'd be like a nightmare. I would be like... What would you be like? I'd be like, <laughs> we're halfway there. Whoa. Oh, you know, he's, I wonder if he's going to perform at their wedding. I am sure he will. I would be like, yeah, but imagine like your father-in-law like performs at your wedding. I guess imagine it's different if it's. father performing at your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> dad, you can never just. What song would your dad perform at my wedding? Not even like yes, but like it doesn't have to be like a cute song that like holds meeting for the two of you. Like if you gave your dad a microphone and you gave him a stage, what song would he oh, sing? He would because sing... I know without a doubt what would your what dad, song say? My dad would sing. I actually, you know what? Maybe it's not without a doubt. It would either be like where the streets have no name okay. by U two, um, or like Born to Run by Bruce Springsteen. Oh. Those are both really good options. Not that I know the first one, but I'm sure it's a good option. It's, yeah. You, My, you would know it if you heard it. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, because I was going to say, you too. My dad would sing, I have no idea. Something like really unhinged, though. <laughs> like, I. Your dad is giving on. Give, he's giving Carry On Wayward Son by Kansas. <laughs> I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Do you yes. kind of get the vibe? I pick Carry up the vibe. On my Wayward Son. Yeah, he actually, that is kind of scary accurate. He would definitely air guitar to the soul. Don't give too. this man a microphone, please. <laughs> I'm begging you. 
Well, <laughs> that should make me very excited for your wedding. Yeah, right? Yeah, for carrying a wayward son. <laughs> I'm going to put in a formal request. He's going to sing that as I'm walking down the aisle. <laughs> He's going to be walking with me and pull out a with microphone. Like a, a, like, a handheld mic. mic. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, get that man a battery pack. He deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, all right. Well, that was a fun one. Yeah, I actually thoroughly enjoyed this haunt. I feel like we had some good banter during yeah. this episode, too. Do you guys think we had good banter? Please tell us. But, but if, if you, you don't, don't think, think we so, did, don't say anything. Because it'll hurt our feelings. Please go leave us a at least a four or five star review on Apple Podcasts if you love us. At least a four. You. At least a four. Even a three and a half, I would take. I don't know if you can do... I don't think you can do half stars. Okay, well then... You know what? Shoot for the five. Mm -hmm. Shoot for the five. But only... Don't put our rating down. No pressure. Yeah, don't don't put our rating down, please. (laughs) It will hurt my feelings. We'll take it personally. Yeah. But also no pressure. Love you guys. Okay, love you guys. Bye. Bye.